Hi, I'm Bradley Simmons, personal trainer for some of the UK's most loved celebrities, football icons and Olympic athletes. With so many opinions flying around and influencers influencing, it's time to weigh up what is fact, what is fiction and what needs more focus. This week's guest is the iconic David Gandhi, best known for his modelling career. David has become one of the most successful models in British history. More recently, David became a dad, but I feel there's so much more to find out. So stay tuned to hear about building a brand, sustaining your physique, David's grooming routine, as well as how David invests his money, and any life lessons we all learn from. David, welcome to Facts Over Feelings. How are you doing? Thank you, mate. Nice to see you again. Yes. It's been a while, isn't it? It has been, mate. You're a busy man these days. I'm a busy man. Are you a busy man? <laughs> What's going on? I'm a busy man. I've got a couple of kids, so yeah, man, yes. I'm, I'm going to be busy for a while. But uh, yeah, with the businesses and the kids and house builds and stuff like that. See, I haven't got, I've got that all to come. What, maybe five years? I'm myself. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a big game changer? Kids. Yeah. You're a massive game changer. Mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Never, I mean, you can, I always say to people, you can uh, never underestimate how much it does change. Listen, yeah. people have different dynamics to of course. how they, you know, how they, uh, how they manage that, um, you know, within the couple dynamic. Um, and of course, there can still be that probably very traditional way of uh, yeah. your partner staying at home and yeah. you go out to work. And those days have changed. I mean, Massively, I don't know what yeah. your dad was like. My dad closed a kitchen cupboard and thought he was being helpful. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, 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 yeah, I very much doubt whether my father could, yeah. could even probably cook a piece of toast yeah. to be honest yeah, um, yeah. it would be a mystery to him but he took care of the businesses the finances and do yeah. all that and and my mum worked as well and, and she worked in the business but she, that was the kids and those That's roles good, yeah. have changed of course where we are probably the first generation of uh of men that i'd so much more interact you know interacting yeah, with their course. children but helping out the nursery school runs the cooking the yes. you know, we are the first generation and so we were learning i love it. i mean yeah. i would spend time with my kids more yeah, than anything else in the world no, I guess offense, that's no what, offense to anyone else, no, of but yeah, and, and that's the sort of difference is that's the uh, I think the shock to some people, mate. That you know the sleep deprivation. I mean, I, I was quite well prepped. I always joke about this because, of course, I used to travel ninety hundred flights a year. I was constantly jet lagged. I would be on four or five hours sleep a day. So yeah. with kids, you're on four or five hours sleep. This is just normal for me. For people who have had their solid eight yeah, hours yeah, and they get to rest and they do everything, I'm like, no, no, I'm. Yeah, I'm kind of like used to this. But what are you doing that some people might not be doing to keep your energy levels up? Are you still training? Are you still, still looking training? Mate, still, still at the gym. I think I told you before. I'm, I'm like one of those the, the late nighters, but yes. that's the time I can do it. So yes. I'm. Um, is that because it works best for you, or is it because it's a quiet gym? I, you see, I, I was probably lying to myself when I said, "Well, it's because the kids and they're in bed and everyone's fed, yeah. and then I'll go to the gym." I've always done it that way. I've always been down at eight o'clock. Now it's nine o'clock, yeah. and then it's you know an hour forty five minutes. It makes it, to be honest, buddy, there's a way of that because I know I've got that 45 minutes and I have to make the most of that. Mm-hmm. That's always been the way. I mean, it's just of having time, mate, to be honest. I've, I've yeah. never really had that time. And, and the one thing I always knew to wherever I was going, wherever I was training, I'd be there at night so then I could train in the same during the day. So and when you're going into the gym to do your 45-minute session, is it structured? Have you planned it? Have you, are you following a program? Or you go, or do you just, through experience, I guess, you know what to do? Yeah, I, I suppose... I mean, in, in in many ways now, it's um, subconscious of knowing what I've got to do yeah. without planning. I mean, yeah. I've been doing it for so many years. Yeah, um, sometimes I get lazy and I have to shock myself. Yeah. And I'll just go, right, so let's go into high reps, high reps. lower weight, okay. like shock your muscles. Shock your muscles. Yeah, you, you feel that instantly. Are you doing interval sprints? Are you doing any of the CrossFit style of training? No, no. I mean, I take, I, mean, I probably walk, um, you know, I, I always start a day 
taking the dog for a walk yeah. um, or doing the nursery run yeah, now and then going back and working. But that's a good four or five mile walk. Yeah. And I always joke about it as well. It's just like from sort of, you know, seven, say 7.30 in the morning until I get back from the gym at half past 10, I'm still cooking, I have dinner and then I'm working. At a, I, you know, from seven o'clock until one, I don't sit down. Yeah. I might play with you. I mean, you're still playing with the kids. You're playing with the dog. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah, running yeah, yeah. to the office. You're getting everything else. It's the amount that you, you know on a, on a, I mean, what is it for a guy? Is it 2,500 calories you're burning? Yeah. Pretty much by doing nothing. Yeah. So when you're that active for that long is your, what I'm trying to explain to people so many times, is like I've got yeah. to consume like probably 3,000, 3,500 yeah. calories yeah, yeah, yeah. to maintain. It's just keeping maintain. weight on. Yeah. It's a mathematic keeping. game. And this is why I try and educate exactly. my clients. It's yeah. just a mathematic game. Get mm. your calories and macros spot on and you're destined for results. People are too obsessed with calories. Yes, they the are. The calorie diet. Like yes. still, we were talking about that. I, I don't know, I wasn't around in the mm. 70s, but it was about the calories, calories, calories and people still talk about calories. So, That's the first thing I so calories in, calories are rather than the, quali uh, the quality of calories you're putting into your body. What you're doing, yeah. Yes. So don't worry about calories too much. Because don't it is true, much. you can lose weight just by eating McDonald's every day. Of course you can. <laughs> However, that's going to make you feel like absolute yeah. shite. Absolutely. And that's what my philosophy is, not to eat the McDonald's. Let's really educate you on nutritious food. Do you... How strict are you? I'm, I'm, I'm quite interested in you yeah. actually how you do it. I mean, um, because there are some, you know, and I know there are other people that will... Um, you know, the, the men's fitness guys, the yeah. covers and everything else, they will be on their rice, broccoli, yeah. chicken. No, I'm not that three guy. Three or four times a day, no. I'm not that guy. Yeah. Um, in my footman days, when I was obviously slightly overweight, when I was really injured, then of course I had to restrict my calories. I had to calorie count and make sure that I was dropping back to 10% body fat. Yeah. Because if he was over 10% so, body fat playing mm -hmm. at QPR, he was in the fat club, and no one wanted to be in the fat club. So that was pretty strict. You see, that's, that's mad. I mean, I know what 10% is. And yeah. Yeah. But to be at the top of your professional like, performance, you have to have a lower body fat percentage, especially if you're competing against fast, quick, strong lads. No way Paul Gascoigne had 10 No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I was. Yeah, exactly. So I guess from that experience, I've now taken that into my career now. I just understand it. And once yeah. you educate someone on that, they go, cool, okay, I understand it then. Yeah. There's a lot of people that eat very healthy, but they might be over-consuming. Yeah. Um, and that's a view of my clients. I said, well, let's just reduce it slightly, just your portion sizes. Mm -hmm. That's all you need to do. Mm -hmm. Maybe let's swap that for this, mm -hmm. a healthy alternative. Yeah. It's an absolute game changer. It's a small, small little changes. Yeah. And that's why I say, mate, is, is never everything is in uh, moderation. Yeah. Um, changing portions. Just changing, like I say to people, well, I shouldn't eat biscuits. No, no, yeah. no. You can eat biscuits if you want to. There yeah. are. Just don't eat the know, whole packet. Just treat yourself. Yeah. Don't eat the whole packet. Be, have, a, have a Jaffa cake. Yeah, have a exactly. Rich tea. Have a yeah. digestive. Of course. It does the same thing, but don't have the triple chocolate yeah. covered in chocolate <laughs> yeah. because you can have probably half yeah. where if you, you know you have others. Yeah, and it's those little things that make like yeah. such a difference. Or I say to people, when you're hungry, if you go to the cupboard, you go to and you filled it with processed, quite, you know, you know, saturated, high saturated yeah. fat, you'll eat it because you're hungry. Mm -hmm. Fill that with foods that you still want to eat, even if that's, you know, fresh chicken or... Yeah something you've prepared hummus. or just it's yeah. it's more the active yeah. of hummus yeah of going like of grabbing it and eating it then treat yourself with a little yeah. biscuit or a little bit of chocolate you'll be you're just as satisfied and actually you'll feel 10 times better for doing it 100%. um so it's those little chains in the end i would just say don't have it if you haven't got it in your cupboard you can't eat it yeah that, that's exactly. basically it so um we're also living you know london's very hard because of course um i always found like when we had a place in the country is i would you would only buy stuff for when you were there. And then I would adapt to think, well, I we haven't got, actually, I'm not going to the shops because yeah. 15 minutes drive away. So That's I would, 
right, well, there's vegetables and I'll do yeah. this and I'll do yeah. that. But when you've got the convenience also of delivering, Deliveroo. I mean, that's a, that, that, I mean, that kills me now. It's just like, I was listening to the stats of um, the, the McDonald's profits have gone so far because of people getting it delivered to their house. Mm. They should ban it. <laughs> yeah, yeah should ban it. That's honestly how stupid. Like, I'm like, the, the obesity in this country is like, you, you want to help government, yeah. ban fast food, yes. be delivered. So even if you can get up, even if you have to yeah. get up and walk to go and yes. pick up, which we used to have, you know, as, as family, Chinese takeaways and everything else, you still had to walk to go yeah. and get it. You still had to get in the yeah. car to go and be active. It was a social thing. It was like, let's all go around, and let's get a takeaway. It was quite something to look forward to. Yeah. Now it's Deliveroo. Yeah. It's just 15 to minutes call. Yeah. It's, it, it's mad. That, that's mad, mate. And then that, that's, um, like, of course, there are you know, healthier alternatives yes. that are great as well. So if yes. you want to be healthy, um, then of course they've got, instead of having to cook it, having to make it, yeah. then delivery can deliver. Well, I live by myself mm-hmm. and even when I, let's say I go to the supermarket and I try and buy an ingredients, half of that ingredients is going to go in the bin because I'm not going to use all those ingredients, right? Because I live by myself, I might go to an event the next day, yeah. it's gone to waste. So it is easier just to do delivery. And mm-hmm. It's the same price. Mm-hmm. However, I don't do that because I know the nutrients that I'm going to cook for myself instead of Deliveroo is completely different. Yeah. So my mood is going to change. I'm going to stay in good shape and it's going to be those energy levels I need. Yeah. When you go to the likes of Deliveroo, they obviously put lots of like sugar in there, lots of ingredients in there that are going to make the food taste unbelievable. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not going to necessarily be healthy for you. Unbelievable to your brain, of course. There's of course. another, you know what I mean? So yes. um, yeah, there's a difference between yes. actually does it taste a bit, but when you're, you know, of course you put yeah. salts and sugars and everything else, it's, it's yeah, releasing it's the, yes, the, of course. the same chemicals in your brain that it, you're, it's going to tell you that it tastes. And have you always been clued up with your nutrition? Have you always looked after nutrition, obviously being a model, like starting in your modeling yeah, career, I mean, you've had to be in shape, right? Didn't have to be in shape, mate, to be honest. I think it's a bit of a cliche that, that people think you have to be. I was in shape, but I was in shape before. Yeah. Um, I played every sport I could before I could, you know, before modeling. Um, and I just carried on training. And then when I couldn't play sort of team sports anymore, of course, the gym took over as that competitive average with me. I still mm-hmm. wanted to keep in shape. So then that was what I focused on. And of course, I don't know what your like percentage always sort of say to people, what you do in the gym is then it's just as important as what you're putting in your body mm-hmm. at the same time. So I learned very quickly that I could go down the gym and I was, you know, I sort of shot out about six foot three when I was about uh, 19, 18, 19. Sweet. So I was quite, not scrawny, but yeah. you know, I was, I was skinny. Um, as a lot of sort of, you know, that age, teenagers, late teens are. Um, and then I spoke to a guy and said, how do I who's down the gym in good shape? And I said, I'm not going to the gym, but I'm not putting really anything on. My strength is getting better. And he said, what are you eating? And I sort of told him, he said, right, well. Hey, what you, are you eating? Yeah, you need to eat. He literally said to me, you need to eat proteins yeah. at this stage um, and carbs, but mostly proteins until you can't eat them anymore. Mm-hmm. You see, when wow. I always have to do that. He's How many just grams was that? I, I don't know. I, I, I never worked out in grams. I remember being, I was in San Francisco and I spoke to him. And then I was just, you know, in typical, America is a good place to do this because yeah. you're like, can I just get like 10 egg whites and yes. uh, some like <laughs> yeah. turkey and, and you just can't eat. And then I saw it, you know, then I saw, oh my, my goodness, I was getting yeah. the proteins. Of course, then I understood more about supplements and protein shakes yes. and that. And that's also almost the way I have to do it now because I just don't have time to eat that. But um, it's so important is that coming out of the gym and getting, you know, the protein and the, you know, the right carbs inside you yeah, to fuel what you're doing. Um, and I'm terrible at that at the moment. You know, kids put it completely. They they yeah. they uh, they changed that, of, of course. course. 
going back to modeling world, like, did, were you ever told you need to look a certain way for this shoot, for that shoot? We need you to slim down. We need to to lose your size because I've trained a lot of models in my yeah. in, in my experience being a personal trainer, mainly fe- uh, females, and they've also mm. brought in to get skinny. I'm like, how can I get you skinnier? It's 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 ridiculous. Mm. What's going on? Like, have you ever experienced that? Yeah. So I mean, it's um, when I came into the industry, it was all about the androgynous guy. It was like the 2001, 2002, the Dior. Um, yeah, androgynous, skinny guy. Mm. I, I was never skinny. I was, you know, slim because of that and, and because of the age I was. And I just went um, the other way. And I was just training and getting bigger and getting bigger. And of course, in the fashion industry, everyone follows each other. Um, very pack orientated, mm. very like, this is a trend. This is what you have to be. And I said, well, I'm never going to do that. So I was always known, even at that stage, was like the big guys, you know, I couldn't, I could get, trousers up to my thighs and then they'll go yeah yeah you can't get them on i was taken off of shows because they couldn't fit any clothes and i'm you know i'm a 32 waist yeah and a, yeah at probably that time a 39 38 chest not big no not big um, that's, that's of course i was then getting bigger yeah um and then we um and that's why we say sort of i just carried on so I, I i did what i was happier doing for me um for my mental well-being for my health yeah. and everything else and, and you find a lot of models just don't eat especially all the female models Yes. You know, it's not about training. It's like we're just not really eating. Not eating at all. And that's the worst thing anyone can do. It's, it, it, it's, 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 it's runs, it's getting on the stairmaster and not eating at all. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Or just not training and just not eating. Yes, it's exactly. It's like yeah. absolutely horrendous way of, of trying to of a lifestyle like that. You just can't can't do that. So, um, so yeah, I, I educated myself in everything I needed to do and, and um, went completely the opposite way, which I've got a little bit of a habit of doing in my life, to be honest, is just doing the opposite of what everyone else does. Mate, I'm, I'm very similar. I think it's really <laughs> resilient of you, to be fair. <laughs> really, and then it, and then it sort of came to um, shooting Dolce and then shooting Light yeah. Blue in 2005, 2006. And I sort of just said... Is that where it went off for you, like that, that shoot? Yeah, I mean, there was a process. I mean, there was, yeah. it was, there was a strategy behind what we were doing. But yeah, I mean, of course, like, yeah. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be singing here without like blue. That's, that's, um, uh, what I always say. And, um, you know, it was that when they were trying to choose this and then, you know, Mario Testino and Dolce mm. and Gabbana, they, you know, their creative was like, we're going completely opposite to what everyone else is doing. And I see that sometimes going to go very right or very wrong. Of course, it went yeah. hopefully very right. And, um, of course, in that time, they were looking for a certain guy with a certain body and Mediterranean looks and all these different yeah. things. It was a very small pool because, of course, everyone was quite skinny. So they sort of said, uh, and i just done that campaign, went to the show, and then we got light blue. Yeah, and, and did you change the game that. after that? Did you see a difference as in shoots after that? Um, you, then they were more accepting of your size, of course. Yes. Then that's when it all changed, Bradley made to one of them. Good, then, you uh, changed the game, love that. I didn't change the game, but then, of course... As we said in the fashion industry, everyone then will try to recreate that success. Yeah. So then everyone goes, right, they've had success with that. We're going to do the same. So let's bring in bigger, more, you know, sort of classical looking guys, um, bigger, fitter guys. Yeah. And it did. Like, I I, so I I didn't change it. It was, you know, the vision of Mario Testino and Dolce & Gabbana yeah. to completely change the industry at that time. And, and it did. And then that impacted me, of course, because instead of saying, well, you don't fit our clothing, is then brands will say, well, We'll make sure it fit. We'll you know, make sure it fits you. Mm. So of course, sample size and clothing got bigger because they adjusted it to me. I also quite like the fact that a lot of places, or a lot of brands that got me in before and didn't use me because of the size I was, and they said, "We can come and do our campaign and show." And I was quite happy to go. No, actually, I'm like, yeah. 
very loyal to Dolce & Gabbana now. So um, if you didn't want me before... 100%. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I, I was very loyal to and then Massimo Dutti had used me for years and I just carried on. Very loyal. I'm still working with those guys today. Yeah. You know, we're still talking 15 years ago. Do you think loyalty is really key to, for longevity? Loyalty is a massive key. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. To, for the brand as well. The brand's got to be on board. It's what we do at, um, at Well, where our new brand is we're very loyal to the models that we cast. Um, I don't really even like to call them models sometimes because they're more ambassadors for the brand. Yeah. So not just am I, have they got a look that I, I, I think is uh, going to be um, incredible for the brand and meet our creative. It's, it's, there's a story um, behind why they're there. And, you know, all the guys I like, it wasn't just, it, it's a lot about the attitude on, on, uh, on set and then off of set as well. Yeah. And, you know, the guys who are the best, we're very loyal to them. And they're loyal to me, and I, I do the same way. You can't use them every time for every campaign, for every shoot, because you do have to change things up, and you have to like the others with me. But, you know, Dolce and Massimo will you know, always come to me like I did last year. I haven't worked with Dolce for a while, apart from Light Blue, and then they said, I've got the eyewear campaign with JLo. Do you want to come and do that? And I was like, of course. Well, J-Lo, that's, that's not hard. That's yeah, not a hard question to answer. And that's what we do with the models. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's um, I followed pretty much what Dolce and Massimo and Jaguar, all these brands did. Yeah. There's a, there's a good, it's very rare, mate, to be honest, yeah, of course. to have that loyalty to a brand. Over the last couple of months, I've been using live jacket skin protection in my daily routine, a brand on a mission to stop the rise in skin cancer. Skin cancer rates have doubled since the 90s and are forecast to double again over the next 20 years. So not only is Live Jacket Daily SPF Moisturizer protecting my skin from UV rays, but from all weather conditions. I'm also quite picky with how products fill on my skin, but this stuff is weightless. For more information, visit livejacketskin.com and give them a follow at Live Jacket Skin. Well, I, I remember when I was younger, I, I got asked on the reality TV shows. Yeah. Every single one you could think of. <laughs> and fortunately, I had a lot of good people around me who said, you know what, you've got a good career ahead of you. You don't mm-hmm. need to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? You stay credible. Yeah. Uh, focus on working with the bigger brands mm-hmm. and there was a lot of uh, smaller brands who were paying me a lot more money well offering me a lot more money and I said no because I didn't feel it was it fit, fit my brand yeah, yeah I absolutely. thought it might be short term success clever I mean, it did, uh, and it was nice. it was looking up the likes of yourself and people I had around me I was like do you know what I, I want a long 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 career yeah longevity yeah, yeah, and it's tough though when you get money thrown at you. You're like, oh, I do fancy a bit of that. That could yeah, get me my yeah, first house. That could get me that nice car. Yeah. But no, you got to stick to your guns. Yeah, you, but actually, in the long run, you are, you know, probably um, you're going to lose money by yeah. taking everything. You're diluting your brand. Yeah. Uh, you're the perspective of what how people see you. That has changed slightly now. I, I, you know, I do feel a lot of people are doing things they wouldn't have done a long time ago. Yeah. It's less. I suppose judged by people. I think so, yeah. Um, whether that's because of social media, um, but yeah, it's um, you had to be back in the day sort of very careful. And of course, I always looked at that, that if you, I did Dolce, I then could have done their rival brands, and I could have done, yeah, you know, their competition. Um, same with Massimo, same with MNS, or but I stuck to those brands, and of course, that's where my lot. If I'd gone off and done. You know, if I'd done Dolce and then I'd done yeah. Valentino, I'd done Armani, done all these different things, then Dolce would have gone, well, we can't use you anymore because mm, you've done. Of course. So, yeah, you would have taken that payday. And how hard is it to say me. no to that payday? At the time, obviously, you got a big lump sum in front of you. Um, not if you see the bigger picture, yeah. mate, to be honest. Like, you really have to be quite adamant that you, you're going along the right path and your agencies and management have to be in the same structure as you. Mm. This is where we're going, this is what we're doing, and that's what, and that's what we did. And that was, you know, pre- Light blue, light blue was a stepping stone to what what we needed to create 
you know, to, to go on and create after that and create yeah. the brand more than that because before I was known in the industry but not outside. So that was orchestrated in kind of like 2004, 2000, yeah, probably about 2004 when me and uh, Tan Jansen at Select said, right, well, if this is a route we want to go down and we want covers and we want campaigns and we want fragrances, yeah. we completely have to change the way you're perceived. Yeah. So I know that, you know, there's a couple of shots that no one will ever have seen that um, Tandy's husband, Lawrence, who's a photographer, took off me. And I know those pictures changed the initial um, sort of perspective of what people think. Oh, you're not a catalogue model, right? You're you're this now. Yeah, you're, you're okay. front cover. And they yeah. saw you in a different yeah, light. Yeah, of course. Um, and then that's where we sort of moved on yes. from there. So everyone will sort of say light blue, and, and light blue obviously is a stepping stone. But for me personally, it was these couple of pictures that started off, and then it was the Dolce campaign, and, and then light blue after that. So it's important to have the right people around you, for sure. Yeah, no, it gives me. I mean, I I say in everything, I always say we, and people always ask me. They go, "Why do you say we and not I?" Yeah, um, and I say because there's a there's a team. Yes, yes, it is I, and I have to make the decisions and everything else. The same with well, where it's a we. Yeah, there's a massive massive team because it's not a massive team. There is there are people behind you all the time, of course, helping you make those decisions and, and guiding you a little bit sometimes. Um, there's a there's always a we, and I always like to say that. And, Always get when people have their own brands, they say I, 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 and I'm like, yeah. If you say 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 we, yes. Always remember the people that it sounds actually more credible. Like we, like it's 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 like a team. It, it sounds like a, a big brand. Yeah, when you say we I, were, it feels like you're just starting we, off. We were talking about I had to go and make a speech uh, last week on um, uh, effortless luxury, um, and I was talking to the brand there and, and, and the whole team in front of 500 people, the team for this, I'm not sure I'm allowed to say what it was, but anyway, brand that is restructuring, rebranding. And all I could put down to effortless luxury was what you see um, at a fashion show. So when you go and see a fashion show, and we've all seen them, it's you see the glamour, we yeah. walk out behind the curtain and the music's going and everything is perfect and you know it's been choreographed and you then go behind that curtain, it is madness. You know, it's like you've got to get back to go and get changed in 30 seconds to get back in your spot to be checked by another, like, 10 people. Yeah, it's, it, it's Have you ever had a stinker? Have you ever? <laughs> the one time I nearly fell over, I was in swimming shorts on, and I was like, I literally had nothing on. I nearly tripped over my own feet. I had no idea. <laughs> Walked like in the sand and, and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like a caveman, like, down the thing. And I just, yeah, it was quite funny. And uh, you, no one probably would have noticed it, but I know that spot where I just nearly went yeah. and then I had a sly grin. But when you go behind... Um, you know, that kind of thing is you've got this team of people, even down to the point of the person, this sounds very strange of, you've got to get changed in this record time. So you'll have someone that will take off a sock, put on a sock. You'll have someone that will release like your shoelaces oh. to get your feeting, to do them up sounds on like time. Sounds like Formula One. <laughs> it's not like, like a pit stop. That's a really yeah, good yeah, analogy, yeah. actually. It's like a pit stop. And if Dodgy was quick one, you've got to get back. It takes one of those people, and it might, even, it might sound so um, mm. small that someone's going to put on a sock or but. If that person forgets or doesn't open the shoelaces or doesn't do the shoelaces up or he puts the wrong shoe on, that show will forever be remembered as something that you either fell over, had the wrong shoes on, it you know, or it's this guy like you know what went on there. It was you don't you won't yeah. remember it for the whole show. You'll remember it for that instant. So everything has got to be seamless. It looks effortless, but you know that show has been you know that, those clothes have been designed a year before. That show's being in the, the creative design probably six months. There's thousands of people involved. We see five minutes, and that's got to be right. And that's why I've said to this team, it doesn't matter who you are. You may not feel like part of the team, and people may not appreciate yeah. you. 
but you've all got to be going down the same structure, the same route. And that's what everyone is behind that curtain. Even the models that are there for like three hours and then they'll go on to the other yeah. shows is we're all creatively focused on what this show should look like and, and thousands of people all going down that same structure. That's and that's what every sort of brand and company that needs to do. That's the way it looks effortless, but it's not. But the consumer will never see the effort no, that's gone into not. how what you're putting into no, it. And not. it's the same with me. You know, you'll, people might see light blue. They'll see the the benefits of that we, yeah. we both understand and the awards and the lovely red carpets and everything else. And stuff, but, yeah. you know, the, all those things are, there's a lot of hard work that's gone behind oh, that. And that's what your team helps you do at yeah. the end of the day. So, um yeah, it's... Uh, and how is it going at the minute with Well, You've obviously sent me some stuff and I love yeah, it. And I've had you. a lot of compliments. People go, where's that from? And I give them the code, yeah, nice, give them the yeah, link. Yeah, it's going well, mate. It's um, very, very well. We're, we're still just over a year old. Um, obviously, I've, I've had the collaboration with M&S. So um, yeah. this is... you know, It's never sort of to be done by halves yeah. <laughs> in many ways. We put sort of so much into Wellware that we wanted to be this all-day wardrobe, but we wanted all these factors and, and really it's a new category of clothing which is meeting you know, wellness and apparel for the first time yeah. and you know, that's where I sort of have to explain to people that the psychology of clothing about what you wear the comfort of clothing so when you see our list of what we have to do for each piece which is style but it has to be the most comfortable stuff you ever in it has to be um, the longevity of the clothing and that's our sustainable so bit the, yeah. you know, the, you know, clothing production is, is is horrendous. I was reading something the other day that clothing production each year there's 14 bits of clothing made per I think per person on earth. Yeah, that's the equivalent of what we're doing. Most of that land, lands in, in landfill, and then you got to look at you know the plastics and how that's recycled. So we're looking at that all the time, and that's then we when we were researching how how can this change? How can I change the narrative of uh, comfort and loungewear and wellness? And then we found sort of well-wear breathe and well-wear care, which are the treatments we put into our um, our clothing, which is the aloe vera in your loungewear and in your T-shirts and in your pyjamas wow. that moisturizes your skin whilst you're wearing them. Wow. And then you've got the antibacterial anti-odor, so you don't need to keep washing your clothes all the time. That's all the longevity. That's you wow. going to go maintain your clothing. And that's why it was a philosophy that I've always had when people would say to me, why is that a new suit? I'd be like, it's 10 years old. Are they new shoes? No, I look after them yeah um i buy quality yes it can cost a little bit more of course, i always buy quality uh, yeah you buy quality mate and then you don't need to yeah uh it's, it's not fast fashion fast fashion is something we, we really really you know sort of need to change no. um and it's like a bit like those people i was sort of joke. i i want to go down the gym mate i've got holes in t-shirts and my old sort of like nike bottoms and <clears throat> I, was, I was actually i couldn't remove reason i couldn't even find any trainers because well, they were in boxes I was this in... is exactly why i didn't go into a fitness gear i wanted to do my yeah. own fitness range but i thought to myself let me do my research men mm. go into the gym wearing what they can find sometimes yeah yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> women go into the gym and they, they look great yeah yeah, yeah they think about it mm. <laughs> then the day before we yeah. go that would do that would do that would do who gives yeah. who gives a fuck yeah headphones on train in the shower, I go home. I'd probably say the guys that know what they're doing do that. Yes, I guess. Yeah, There's yeah, a difference. Yeah, 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 I, know, yeah, yeah. I know that sounds really, well, really strange. All the strange. gear, no idea. Yeah, all the gear, no idea. There's, and that's sort of January at the moment. We were joking before that January is packed with people. Yeah. All the gear. All the gear. I, I, Christmas presents, open them up. Yeah. And, um, but we, you know, that's the way we looked at it. Is looking at sort of our, you know, active wear of, you can wear it down the gym because it's... Um, because you've got the anti-odor, you've got yeah. the you know, antibacterial. Um, and then we came up with um, the restore process, which is a, um, 
infrared within the material. Wow. So it works with your body heat. Um, this must be this must be expensive heat. to this technology, right? This must be expensive. How does it work? Because I have never done my own clothing. Uh, I, I would like Look, to one day. The, so I want to learn. It, it it really depends. It's a bit like nutrition of educating yourself on. A lot of people will not know a lot of things about clothing, like I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I when I was at MNS, I I knew I wanted a clever brand. I knew I wanted a brand. I knew I wanted a brand eventually of my own. I didn't really know. I'd been in the industry for years. Mm. But, uh, you know, explaining the difference between loop back and a fleece back and what is po- what are polymers, what are polyesters, how are they made, how are they recycled, all these different things. Um, and it's just kind of constantly sort of changing people's mindset. And the mindset really is fast fashion. And I always sort of put it to people that, you know, if they're buying a six-pound T-shirt, yeah. and I put it to them, that, that T-shirt is, is made in, could be Indonesia, yeah. China, India, made by you know in, in a fabric um could be polyester it could be a cotton but it's not a good cotton so when you say cotton well, it's not polyester that's yeah. okay not really it takes so much water to make cotton so you've got to use the right cotton we use organic cottons or the the better cotton cotton initiative yeah. cottons that's then made it's then shipped or air cost to, to a shop you have all the ohevers shop staff it's in a shop it could then have to be sent to you because we're all on online shopping that's then shipped to you that company is still making a profit on a six-pound T-shirt. Yeah, it's incredible. So how much does that cost to make and how many people is that affecting and how is that affecting the environment? And the, and the answer is a lot. So we kind of like need to need to kind of stop that. And, of course, that T-shirt might last a couple of months or it won't last, you know, at all. So, um, and then it's chucked yeah. away. Um, so how yeah. can we get people to start buying better it's quality longevity. even though it's, it's more just, expensive it's quality it's just changing I mean, their mindset right and that's with their nutrition as well yeah but what we sort of say to people as well is you know with mindset is yes we the mindset of course has gone to something where people want to pay six quid ten quid for a t-shirt shouldn't be doing that no you know it's that thing we've looked at what i would say we've ticked the boxes of everything you need to do from style to comfort to the materials you know, you know the organic cottons to where it's made, to make sure that people are making stuff that are in good conditions, they're happy, to um, you know the the positive output we have on our website. Everything is is ticked, and we've done that, and we're still you know our, our t-shirts are thirty to thirty-five quid. We're not talking a hundred quid t-shirt here. Yeah, and there's a lot of you know other brands, luxury brands. We think we I know we rival some of the top brands, and they're a hundred quid t-shirt because there's a label on there that you want to buy more than anything else. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's just literally our parents were better than us because they look after stuff. I know what your parents like. My yeah. parents are very much you look after something. Yeah. They didn't have much money. There wasn't you know the shops with all this fast fashion. So they looked after elements um, yeah. of of their items. They polished their shoes. They bought quality, and it lasted. Yeah, we just you know, are in, in a world of disposable fashion really well, my, my dad specializes in fintu watches he, mm. he fixes fintu watches That's he services them uh, and he says the new watches today are just load of rubbish cheap <laughs> he said they're cheap he yeah. said compared to the old watches back in the day they would last these new watches terrible um, you're just buying the brand and that's literally it. And I think the brands are taking advantage of that, of this materialistic world that we're living in right now with social media. Of course. Social media has a massive part of Well, social it? media is, as I always put, put down, social media is disposable creativity. Yeah. See, I'm from a, say from an era, I sound, yes. I sound old. I am. Yes. Um, I want to ask of, you about that. Of, of light blue, of when you had to create something to stand out. These were pre-social media days. Yes, the internet was around, not that old. Yeah. Um, but 
yeah, so you had to create something that went on a billboard. We still do it today. You know, Dolce are still doing that with, say, you know, J-Lo there, you know, with, yeah. the, with the sunglasses. Um, and it still works. But we are in this age of, I always sort of say to people, we, we, we've had these decades of this incredible creative, but as incredible photographers, we have books, we mm. have iconic covers of Vogue and Lomo Vogue and all these magazines that, well, Vogue is still going, well, a lot yeah. of magazines aren't, they're just online. And instead of seeing one incredible, you know, sort of shoot or picture a month, you're seeing, I don't know how many creatives a day because we're just flicking through yeah. our social media. So you've still got to create something that stands out, but at the same time, there's no longevity to it. No. As in, where are all these images going? What are we creating? Of course. Um, and have you adapted over time? Obviously, with social media now, you've got one million followers. Mm. Are you uh, are you big on social media? Mm. Or are you more... I mean, look... I, I guess I, you have to be to, to stay in the game, right? Well, there's... If... if so, say, the Invited Biotics. So, yes. Well Man ads. Don't do much social media for it. We don't do much digital. It's old school billboards. They are everywhere at yeah, the moment everywhere. because it's January and, yeah. and, and uh, you know, it's everyone's training and, and it's vitamins, everyone's getting healthy. So... The advertising, you know, um, strategy is that those are everywhere, and they work. Yeah. You know, it's some number one vitamin. One of the number one vitamin comes in. Do you in turn the them world. every day? Yeah, that was how it came about. That was authentic because I was in, you know, I was, I was going for a meeting, and the guys introduced me and said, "Oh, hi, this is Tej from the Vitabiotics team." And I went, "Tej, you're well, man. I've been taking your supplements since I was, you know, nineteen twenty. And he sort of, you know, there were a few light bulbs yeah. went off, and he said. Well, that's what we're looking for. We're moving away from sportsmen. We want someone to be nice. a more lifestyle. Nice lifestyle. <clears throat> and um, it was very authentic. And uh, yeah, um, it was quite funny. We've just we've just been building a house and I was on sites for most of the days. And I got a delivery um, of Wellman, some of the new products, some of the other you know, some of the stuff I needed. And I sort of just handed it out to them and built it. Oh, we, we haven't tried it. So they're all on, like, everyone was on Wellman at the building site. <laughs> <laughs> So I hope it was going to make them like. Did, did they see big difference in energy levels? Because <laughs> um, I, I take um, Athletic Greens. Okay. I, I've been listening to it on podcasts. I'm like, John, I'm gonna give yeah. it a go. Yeah. And it has actually made a big difference. Just it's my changed. energy levels in the morning. First thing in the morning, wake up. Uh, athletic Greens. Yeah. I'm very healthy anyway. I eat my vegetables. Eat yeah. my fruits. Yeah. But I thought I'd give this a go. It's good for your gut health. Um, and I think more people need to do it. It's expensive. It's seventy quid a month. Yeah. It's pricey. Supplements are pricey. Yeah. Yeah. But you're investing in your health, right? You are, you are. Um, I mean, there was a f famous comedian when we were on there. He, he actually didn't say it when we were recording, but he said um, when they went to go and have children, he said his sperm count was so, so low. And the doctor just, he, he said it in a way which yeah. was very funny. He said, so I thought I'd try some well, man, because you were, and he said, three kids later. Wow, there you go. Now, I don't know if that was because of <laughs> that or not, but he said it. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, my I, I do notice if I... If I um, but like, you know, I take others as well. Cod liver oil, oils, I add on top of what I what I need to take yeah. as well. But yeah, really, man, you, you should get everything from what you eat. But we know that's quite an impossibility these days. Especially when you're busy, you've got businesses, you've got kids. You need maybe sometimes those extra supplements. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, help so um, and I've always done that again with, uh, you know, with, with proteins and stuff. Yeah. And that, that's, um, yeah. And, and again, you're discovering the good and bad proteins. You can tell, you know, your stomach's a very good indicator of what you're yeah, putting in your stomach, of course. 100%. I was also say that. Do you consume fish, meat? Are you well-balanced? Is there anything you avoid it from I don't your eat, diet? I don't eat masses amount of meat. I have to say, I'm, I've always been more fish. Um, definitely more vegetable. I've always been, I was brought up on on um, a, a good diet. You know, we were saying the other day that I, I wasn't not allowed fizzy drinks, but my yeah. parents 
would sort of, especially my mum would say, don't drink too much fizzy drinks. And I've just, I don't really enjoy fizzy drinks. Yeah. Um, unless it's tonic with a gin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, so and I've always kept that. And I've always eaten, <clears throat> my mum's diet, diet lifestyle was, yes, there was always meat. There was always fish, but there was vegetables and potatoes. And it was, it was just balanced. Yeah. So I've been brought yeah. up quite yeah. in that anyway. And to be honest, there's also, you know, my, my grandmother's roast dinners, which, I mean, she's not around anymore, which, you know, if someone said, could you have one last dinner, I'd be on my grandmother's roast dinner. And that was cooked with lard and, you yeah, know, fats goose and, fat and goose fat. And, and, yeah. You know, she would spread, you know, if you asked for some, she'd make like bread and jam and it would be like, you know, a white bit <laughs> yeah, of bread yeah. with like butter on top. My, my grandparents, I would never overweight no. or obese. Like it was, you know, and that's the way, that's yeah. their, what their diet was. Yeah. So you know, I have to look at, and maybe it's not because it's full of the things we, you know, you don't realize what your food is because back then we now call things organic and they probably were organic yeah. and they did everything in you know, yeah. moderation again. Well, they weren't eating highly processed foods, no. the stuff that you see on the supermarket now. Well, that's what I tell people and say, well, how, you know, how strict are you on your diet? So yeah. I just don't eat processed foods. I'm saying, and they said, what's processed foods? Just look at the back of the packet. Mm. How many greens is it? Can you, can you even pronounce that, that ingredient? <laughs> if you can't pronounce it ingredient, it's probably not great for you. That's why it's a really good word. It's a simple, right? Yeah. Um, people say to me, "Well, what should I be drinking, Diet Coke or or Coca Cola?" And I say, "Look, if you're on a weight loss journey, then probably the Diet Coke. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't really advertise, uh, like advise you to drink as a lot of Diet Coke. Something like this is 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 just as good. Um, do you mean sparkling water with a bit of flavour? So you're still getting that sparkle in your mouth, which mm -hmm. is probably what you're what you need. Yeah. And these little changes that need to happen because you don't know mm -hmm. what's doing to your gut health, right? No, I mean once um, one of my best friends, and he was, he's always he's a let's say a fit guy, yeah. but he always had this little he always had a, a paunch or a belly, and he's like, yeah. oh, I can't get rid of this. And I knew he drank beer, but I said, I know you don't drink beer like you're not four pints a day. Yeah. So I said, I don't think it's beer. And then I watched him on a shoot once, and it was his coat. He was just drinking four, like but even it was, and he said, but it's diet, mate. That doesn't doesn't yeah. really matter. I said, just do me a favor cut out the coke for two months just seeing you and he came back and said oh my god like that's the difference game changer, and it was yeah. that and I said because you're just drinking you, you're not just one a day you're on five a day mm -hmm. so you can go back to having you know yep. a coke every other day or one day again mate it's just as you were saying like moderation yeah and look diet coke doesn't make you overweight but what it does is just makes you less healthy yeah <laughs> and then when you're less healthy you want more sugars you want more foods that are just going to keep your energy levels up mm. Um, it was like Ronaldo at the was he at World Cup European when he was being interviewed. And yeah. it was, was it Diet Coke or Coke in front of yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, he said, no, He just thank moved you. it yeah, away yeah, and put. Yeah, no, thank you. And there was something that was probably a bit of, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. A course. great example for, for kids, really, yeah. at the end of the day. So, two more topics I want to talk about is grooming. Yeah. What is your grooming routine? You probably said this many of times. Um, I'm learning more and more about men's grooming because there is so much information out there now, really. Would you ever bring out your own grooming range? Something we've talked about, something we've explored, definitely. Um, but I, I need to do. I need to understand. Yeah. One, if I was going to do that, um, what we are all putting on our skin. Yeah. Um, you know, you could probably say the same in nutrition. If you can't pronounce on the back of what you're putting on your skin, you probably shouldn't be putting yeah, it on. Exactly. Um, men are difficult with the factors. Your a lot of men don't use anything, and you should do. We were talking about SPF. Yeah. Um, and moisturizers really basic things. So you can really keep it down to um, three simple factors. But even that changed. You know, I always just say people will use a scrub a couple of times a week. 
then like a serum, then a moisturizer every day with an SPF or whatever. And then, you know, and then talking to one of the best um, facialists, she said, don't use a scrub. Scratches your face. Scratches the surface of your face. Don't use it. Don't use that. Just so use a towel. Use a, you can buy an, there's, um, an enzyme powder yeah. that eats away the disc okay. and you leave it on your face once a week. That's all you need to do. It's like, right, I'm still learning. When I've, yeah. and I've kind of been around it for a long, long, long time. So I'm gradually learning what all these different things mean. Uh, you know, there's so much available. And um, yeah, it, 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 it's... So I, I, I need to get it in my head straight of what men should be doing, I think, before I could ever do that. But I'm slowly, slowly learning everything now of what, what um, you know, the best things are. And you've got these, you know, all the, when people talk about putting acids on your facing and pills yeah. and what does that all yeah. mean? I'm slowly, slowly understanding it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a hard process because there is so much information. Yeah. Of course, brands take advantage. Of and they're, all talk, they're talking, and there's, you know, this uh, facialist what? who works for Marvel pretty much. Um, to all the actors, because everyone now is, of course, when you've got 4K and now you're 8K, you see everything mm. on screen. And of course, they've got a lot of prosthetics on and for months and she has to go and sort their skin out afterwards. Um, and she was saying, you know, if you think about how we are sold or the skincare bright, you know, this something that brightens your skin, she went, what does it even mean? What does this mean? You know, all these phrases. And I said, yeah, if you think about it. Um, I've been offered um, by some big brands to um, to, not for my own range to to be the face of um, their brands, and I, I said, "Well, I have to use it, and I have to. If I'm going to put my my name, my face to something, and this purple liquid would come out, and the gum out." said, "Sorry, guys, I can't say yeah. you need to use this." So that, but it wasn't. I was thinking ahead. It was just I can't put my name to this. It's it's not. Um, it's just not right for me to have yeah. to say to men that you know you can put this on your skin. Might be doing some good. Probably not. So there are some sort of better brands that you can use. Again, it can be expensive. It can be. That's well, the difference. And you're asking men to go from nothing to maybe spending, you know, probably for like you know even like 15, 20 quid a bottle on yeah. something. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. Um, and some stuff is, is you know, a bit like supplements is 60 quid, 70 yeah, quid. Yeah, it is. That's difficult to get men to do that. And it's also not an instant thing with, with, with women, of course. There's a lot to do with makeup. It's an instant gratification, instant change. With, with eyelashes or yeah. you know skin and yeah. makes the skin look we don't know men no, generally well, we can't cover it. up our bad skin no <laughs> no you, what you see is what you get yes. so what i'm trying to say to people is that you're doing something now you can probably say a bit like you know nutrition and what training is that you're going to see the benefits of this in five years in ten years mm-hmm. but you know, i can't say it's gonna you know next week your skin is going to it probably will do mm-hmm. But then that's not going to look better until... I, but I can't give you... This is how you're going to look in five years. This is how you're going yeah. to look now. That's quite hard. But you should, you should start as young as possible. I've mm. got powers when I was age, like 30 and they look 40. Yeah. <laughs> Simply because their diet, their nutrition, mm-hmm. what they put in their body, mm-hmm. what they're putting on their face, what they're not putting on their face. Yeah. Uh, and it makes a big difference. S- SPF is a massive thing. SPF is yeah. massive. Is a, is a huge even I mean you know even to the point where I've got SPF and I've got eight on yeah you know that that, that was me I mean I, yeah. I use that example is this I've in the got. sun or is this on a cold day well that's what you have to learn as well you know the same thing you know I've been up in mountain shooting yeah the UV yeah. I worry about the sun it's not the heat it's the UV, UV. you have to worry about learn the hard way mate for instance, yeah. you always do and I was a skier you know I learned about this yeah, and like, we're factor um, you know you go skiing I put factor fifty on my face. Um, I was then on a shoot and going, well, I've got fat and I'll be fine. But makeup artists would go, you know, we're putting at least 30 on you. Wow. You still get a tan if you still want a tan. You still, yeah, you yeah. still get a glow. 
you're just not going to burn and affect yeah. your skin. My skin is probably not in great condition because of that. But you learn the hard way in life. That's that's always the way. So grooming is a little bit different. But I don't think men need to do anything um, too drastic. What about Botox? Uh, Soon men are going to start getting fillers and all sorts. It, it, it's going to start. There, there are some great techniques out there. Again, very, very expensive where you probably don't need to do, you know, again, yeah. don't, don't, don't need to do any of that. You know, talking about men having facials, that's a, a long, long time off. But uh, yeah. I have a few now and again. Um, I, I go to Face Gym and it's on the King's Road. Yeah. It's, it's quite, it's quite yeah, I've heard really, really good things. <laughs> yeah, it's quite good. The good, yeah, yeah. good little massage. Yeah. It does make a difference. I hold a lot of water on, on, under my chin. Mm. So before I do a shoot, I go to like the Face Gym mm. and it's clear all the all the water. Yeah. It's like so that double chin goes. I haven't got a double chin. It's just the water. I hold people hold water in different places. And I always find it underneath my chin, especially mm-hmm. if I've had a boozy weekend. Yeah, uh, and I can feel it under my eyes as well. Yeah, uh, so face gym every now and again, not every yeah. week, just every now and again. Need all the help we can get with. Yeah, exactly. deprivation from exactly. kids as well, mate. Now that's, exactly. So, yeah. I'm going to take a minute out of this podcast now to talk about one of the companies I'm involved in, Leap Academy. Now, I've always been interested in helping others follow my path in the fitness industry and get qualified. And about a year ago, I was presented with an opportunity to work with some other great experts in the field to deliver courses to get you qualified. Leap Academy launched in Jan 2022 and the response has been incredible so far, with 600 current students to become PTs and nutritionists. If you're interested in joining the fitness industry, I would 100% recommend Leap Academy. Our courses are fully flexible so you can study around your work schedule and family commitments. And our prices are amazing value. If you want to find out more, check out the link in my Instagram bio or DM me. You can use the code BRAD2023 for 30% off. All right, the last topic I want to talk about, investing. Obviously, mm. you've done very well in, in your career. Um, and someone like myself, I'm doing well. Any advice? Where, where's the best place to invest? Is it, is it stocks and shares? Is it, is it property? What have you done? I've probably got a little bit of, um, I, I've been very fortunate. My father um, has been investing in stocks, shares for many, many years. He's, again, with anyone who's invested, you learn the hard way of losing yeah. money, making money. No, as my father says, he still doesn't know what's going to happen. You hopefully learn through the years, but you can't predict. The best do. Yeah. Um, so I'm very fortunate that he can take that element for me. He doesn't believe in property investment. I do. So I've invested in private. I've renovated and built properties over the years. Um, which is it, tough. Which is I've done it myself. It's, yeah. It's, it's a, you have to. You have it's to enjoyable, that, but also you have to get that draining. right. Yeah, of course. And you can't ever predict uh, if things are like they are at the moment. If if house prices may go may go down, may go up. If you buy in safer areas, and of course, but you yeah. never can tell inflation, mortgages. Well, right now the houses might come down, but the mortgage rates are going up. Mm. So it's just like, yes, I can afford the house, but mm. that mortgage rate is taking an absolute piss. Yeah, well, I mean, mortgage rates. There's a competition between the banks yeah. at the moment with mortgage rates. So they're actually, they're predicting that it, it should do. Well, they 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 went too high in the first place, which they shouldn't have done. There was no need to. Yeah. Um, and the problem is at the moment, I was, I was leading a stat that there was there's hardly any mortgages being approved at the moment. So of course, it no one's just, buying houses. Yeah the government are losing stamp duty, so they've got to sort that out. So I, I probably believe you have to, the rate's gone up, but it'll be under 4% again, probably by April, May time. Hopefully, yeah. Um, which is where we need to be, mate, to be honest. If, like, we shouldn't have interest rates. You know, it's anomaly to be interest rates at 1%, you know, mortgage rates at 1%, 2%. People got too used to that. Yeah. Our parents, they were buying, you know, they had mortgages at 15%, wow. you know, back in the 70s and the 80s. You know, that's where we were there. And so if people are complaining about 5% now, then it's just we've had it very, very good for too long, but you can't sustain that as an yeah. economy to have those mortgages. 
Um, of course, bubbles are going to build and people, everyone's going to be investing in So you in think property. around 4% is ideal? I'm not saying it's ideal. I don't know enough about yeah. it, but I think it's more realistic. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've, I've you know, classic cars. I mean, that's they've been investments. They're a passion and they've done very well. Um, and then I've invested in, I have about 20, about, you know, a bit less than that, about 18 investments um, that I've done through EIS as a, an overall, a lot of them. And then probably 15 of those I'm not involved in, just they're through funds, they're through with their EIS or SEIS, which is a government incentive to invest in brands. Um, and then invested in brands and Larry King. Yeah. You know, he's done my hair for years yep. in his salons. Um, he's in really London long. Sotco. Um, so, yeah, a few others that I'm involved in more, uh, whether it's ambassador or a brand ambassador or advisor or those different things. So, would I advise any of those things? No, there's all a risk. There's yep. risking every one of those things. But um, I'm not risk averse. I always think you, you know, being an analogy to score a goal, you have to be in the game. Do you feel like when you invest in an, a, a project that you're passionate about, mm. if it fails, it's less of a hit because you're passionate about that? Brand. If you're passionate about it, yeah. Um, you've got to believe in the project. I, I, I invest in people sometimes more than the idea okay. itself. I like the idea, but it, it's, you know, some people can sell anything and they it, it, people are buying into them, especially these days, they're buying into your, the social media of that person doesn't matter what they put on it's it's they'll, they'll sell so I, and I'm that and if you find a passionate hard-working person um, like the Londoners like Dave and Ryan are from London Sock Coast done you know, absolutely well if someone said they're selling socks you know and people would say well that's madness what did you see in socks I said well out of everything that everyone has to buy what does everyone have to have doesn't matter, like, if economies, you know, are going down, people will stop buying luxuries, some people will stop buying clothing. You always need pants and socks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you true. always need them. Yeah, so yeah, invest in that. I saw an investor told me that once. And it's just those true. elements. And they've been very clever what they've done. Larry is just brilliant. He's incredible. His business is going from strength to strength. He's you know, um, going from sort of the UK to the to, uh, European market. They're going to launch in New Zealand, Australia, and then hopefully America. That's doing, that's doing well. And there's a couple I can't really talk about because they're yeah. still being finalized at the moment. One of them, um, though, is a, which we don't really sort of know much about at the moment. We, we don't have them in this country. America, they're quite big. We call them ready meals, but they're not sort of ready meals. Okay. It's it's the, you know, sort of like, you know, the Charlie Bingham's you buy in. Yeah. The Waitrose, the M&S's, you don't know what they're filled. So these are delivered to your door. So they're like a HelloFresh, but they're already prepared by chefs. Um, okay. They're nutritionally balanced. There's different sizes. So you're not prepping yourself, you're putting them in the oven. Yourself, you're not prepping putting them in the oven. They're fresh. They're delivered to your door. You can't freeze them. They last, you know, a few. There's okay, no additives in good. them. There's no preservatives in them. So I'm not saying they last long. They'll be you order your week. Um, and I love that idea, mate, to be honest. That is, you know, sort of that's what from my point of view, especially sort of having children, um, they're brilliant for like parents or yeah. single guys who living in the country or living here is you're not paying that fee for delivering you can be, you know, everything is thought about in these bills. They taste incredible, but they are nutritionally balanced. Um, and of course you can have then the sizes are as well. There's not many choices of, of ready meals where you have the sizes so you can choose yeah, a small, medium. because I know that HelloFresh, like my friend was saying the other day, it was like, I was starving. Uh, my, my missus was fine. She was yep. cool. She had enough, but I was absolutely starving. So mm. I ended up having a bottle of Cocoa Pops anyway. Exactly. So uh, this is actually yeah, you can yeah. choose your amount of food you have. Yeah, and and because we're the same, you know, my missus will have if when we when we uh, choose these, it's 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 um 
you know, a medium size, that's not enough for me. Yeah, of course. And I'll have to have the large. Now I can eat a lot. Yeah, you know when when something says on <laughs> on a packet for two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 no, I'm, I'm, that's, I'm, that's me. That's my star. <laughs> that's my star. I'm exactly the same. So yeah, I'm, I'm, we're looking at that one at the moment and um, just good. investing in that with signing deal, which I I just I, I I like the idea of. Yeah. Um, and has there been investments that haven't worked out in the past? Yeah, of course, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You 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 learn more mate by things going wrong by failing yeah, than things ever going right. So that that is like the truth behind anything. Everyone fails. Yeah, you know that that's how you learn, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. No, of course, there's not. never anything wrong with failure. No, um, yeah, so it, it is harsh and it's hard to come back from it sometimes. Course. But um, yeah, that, that, that's that is how you how you learn in life. Okay, last question. I know I said, have you got any advice for someone like me, not married, no kids, wanting a successful future? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 29 now. Give me some advice. Advice on what, though, man? It, it, well, I, I think everyone's an individual. I think. Everyone's an individual. Yeah, right. it's um, whatever you want to, whatever you want from life. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I always wanted. I suppose. I mean, when I had kids, I had kids uh, after I was forty, so I'm quite, a, you know, yeah. sort of an older dad in many ways. Don't feel it. We're lucky we don't need to rush, do we? We're we, don't, we don't need to rush nowadays. That way. Um, we, we are fortunate. As men, we are very fortunate, of course. Um, I would say men, we have more financial pressure rather than the biological pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And <clears throat> we get the, you know, you have to, there is that pressure. Yeah. Of course. If there's an old-fashioned model, you have to provide. But of course, you have to provide. We can't have children. Women have yeah, to have children. Yeah. Of course, that's probably time off of work. So you do have to provide. Yeah. And you also have to, as I said, things have changed now where you, you can't be away and out at seven o'clock and back yeah. at eight o'clock. It's like yeah, you, we are have to be uh, around our children and, and involved a little bit more. Um, so no, but I, I, what I wanted to do was tick as many boxes as I could um, in life before I had children. That, uh, as you sort of explained that, is I never wanted to see someone else doing something going, wish I had done that. Yes. I wish I had. Yeah, you know, attempted that or had a go at that yeah. or or travelled the world. Come to Australia, climbed that mountain. Yeah. But I was always, that, yeah. I was always, you know, as a school university, <clears throat> all of those things frustrated me because there was a bigger world out there that I wanted to explore, and I've been able to do that. I did that before modelling through travel. My parents, you know, took us to a lot of places. I've then carried on doing that, and then just a lot of those things, like you know, I even things like I, I you know, someone restored a classic car, and I said, I wish I had done that. I've done it. And, you know, if, do I want to race in the Millie Millie? I've done it a few times. I was, you know, nice. did it before Christmas. Um, you know, I have stupid things like a powerboat racing record. I sat in the back of this powerboat and we did 120 miles an hour. And it's those things I wanted to tick. So that I was, <clears throat> excuse me, I was, I was never sort of envious of someone else going to do that. Mm-hmm. So I've ticked a lot of boxes. Now my time, yes, it's on business. It's still building that. All my time is on my children. Yeah. Um, and they're my life, pretty much. Like that, that, that's focused around them. And I got myself into a hopefully a financial uh, um, sort of situation that I don't have to worry about. I do worry about work. It's what I think about. Yeah, yeah. But there's a stability, you know, there's a stability there for my family and my children. Um, for for me, you know, not to have to worry too much. But that was twenty years or over twenty years of of graft and grinding and. It sounds all fun. There's a lot of sacrifice that of goes into that as well. Time, yeah. So um, that that's that's the way I've looked at it. It won't work for everyone. Um, of course, you know, I've got friends who had children much younger. Now their children are older. Of course, they're this, a little bit older than me, but they've got the freedom now to 
travel and do whatever they want mm. to because their children are older and they can be much more independent. Another way of doing it worked for them. Yep. Didn't it all work yeah. for me? So I'm now at that stage where we are, the children are very much you know, dependent <laughs> yeah, yeah, on us course. for the next, you know, so quite we'll, a few years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I've got friends now who are getting married and having kids and I'm still living in Fulham Riverside, living that, in the patch of bad, just living my life, focusing <laughs> on my goals. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. What you're seeing now is... Um, you know, I, I think it's the same thing when people, you get in a relationship and then you get like two years before you get married. When you yeah, get married, it's, like, it's this, you know, is marriage for you? Do you want to get married? Yeah. But it's that cliche of people think this is what you have to do. Yeah. Very much method of what everyone is, 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 is done for many, many, many decades. And after you get married, then we'll have six months and people go, are you having kids? When are you having kids? Why aren't yeah, you having kids? Yeah. Now that's not necessarily pressure for you, but it's a pressure for your partner. And, you know, to stick with what everyone and everyone oh you're not having kids why aren't you having kids why wouldn't you want kids oh you want to concentrate well that's is that selfish is it not selfish i don't think it is children are not for everyone we should we should say yeah. that like everything you know the, 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 you know it's okay to say i don't think we're going to have children like we love traveling the world mm. we have good lives yeah. we have and that could go for for anything whether you, you know, but everyone's determined that you talking about relationships and children and this is what we have to do we all have to do the same thing no not at all uh, and i do respect people I, I love children uh always have always wanted them um, but not until a certain point in my life and that's what i've done yeah, so i don't ready. think people should be afraid or people even to put pressure on people to say um you know to, to go down a certain yeah, route everyone everyone's an individual don't judge there's so much judgment these days, so more than ever is, on social is, media, more than ever. Yes. So just stick to your guns, and if you're in person, you're in yeah, person. That's, that's, uh, and I've got some mates who feel like they're being a little bit pressured right now, and they're not where they want to be financially or mentally, mm. and it's right, get that sorted first, and you'll be a lot happier. If you can. Yeah, if you can. Yeah. The, the, the funny thing about with, with, with kids, mate, is that they just, they want you, they want your time. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, doesn't exactly. matter about money, doesn't matter yeah, about yeah, toys, yeah. doesn't matter about you can take them on beautiful vacations. You can have I've, I've, as much fun. I live on the edge of, you know, Richmond Park. We go out finding fairy dens and build fairy yeah. dens and all these imaginations and go and feed the ducks. And they're, it's not expensive. No, no, they're they're, they're, not. they're with things. you. Even if I'm driving my, you know, my children in the car in the mornings, it takes half an hour to get to nursery. In, in, uh, but it's that funness of like, what are we? I'm not there on my mobile phone. It's like we're singing along to wonky donkey you have no <laughs> yeah. idea what it is yeah 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 go on spotify yeah. you'll see my yeah, pain in the morning playing wonky donkey fire time of day but we're singing along and i'm being silly yeah i love that half an hour in the car yeah so absolutely adore it with her and i get that you know in the evenings yeah, with her and spending that bit of time on the weekends i'm like right, what are we doing today yeah nothing to do with like money yes yeah. financial support is it makes you more comfortable but children just want you to you know be around and your time and that's it I'll be looking forward to those days. <laughs> Just not yet. <laughs> Time will come. Absolutely. Mate. David's been class having you on board, mate. Thank you, mate. Um, and Thank I'm sure you. we'll catch up train soon. We all do. Thanks, boss. Love it. Thank you for listening to the episode. If you enjoyed it, please share on your socials and don't forget to subscribe. If you want more information about my online coaching services and get it done, then don't hesitate to mention me at Bradley Simmons on Instagram.